2: We go right back to the North Olmsted Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram hotline, and we can bring in Jake Burns of the Orange and Brown Report. Jake, how you doing this weekend? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking the time on Saturday. Come spend some time with us and breaks down this film. I tell yeah, you, let's talk, man. I, I tell you what. So, you know, I think the question is um, now moving forward. Everybody's kind of pivoted a little bit, moving around, and now, now everybody's saying, okay. We know Deshaun Watson is out of 11 games. We understand what that is. Uh, Jacoby Brissett um, is going to be the guy under center. Um, And a lot of people are questioning whether or not um, a guy who's been a journeyman backup or a backup for the most part in his career uh, is going to be able to play well enough to keep the Cleveland Browns afloat. Um, from what you've studied with Jacoby and talked about with Jacoby and looked at his tape and, and, and his, in his career, what makes, uh, what are your thoughts on how successful they can be uh, before we move on to the factor whether or not we want to go back and get Jimmy Garoppolo,
0: let's talk about uh, Jacoby first. Yeah. I mean, I think to me, Jacoby is a guy who is, you know, I hate cliches. I'm sure you do too, man. Being around the sport as long as you have like, but they're, they're sometimes authentic. He's a game manager, man. Like he really prides himself on taking advantage of what defenses give him. He prides himself on not turning the football over. And, you know, I think it's, it's something that we should talk about and make sure people know is that he is a, a pocket, a pocket guy. First and foremost, he is not really a runner athletic type. So, you know, with him largely he is, going to be able to take advantage of what schemes Kevin Stefanski can open up for him. He should be able to deliver those footballs. Um, I think it uh, had a better clip than injured Baker last year, but a tier below uh, what healthy Baker was able to do. But I think with this offense, it can be good for him, generally speaking. So, you know, he's got a decent arm. He's not going to throw into a bunch of tight windows, which speaks to his not turning the football over a ton. But, you know, he'll, uh in my opinion... Uh, be able to 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 take advantage of what Kevin does to him uh, in terms of scheme plays that he creates open for him all that stuff. So it's not like he's going to go out and win you games, but but really get I don't see him losing you games either as long as you take care of him and give him some good design. So he's um he's very you know if there's an average NFL quarterback he's kind of right below that. He's not going to go in, go out and create plays out of thin air. But he can do the the basic rudimentary stuff and deliver the football with some zip, and he's got a decent long ball too. So we'll see what they can draw up for him.
2: Uh, that that goes to you know, I, I you said things draw it up, man, um, which is I, I think important this year. You talked about it before, kind of with Baker Mayfield last year when I would watch your your film breakdowns. You talk about it, um, Kevin Stefanski. There's this thought process that Kevin Stefanski doesn't run the right plays, but you would go out and show like, hey. You know, there's layered routes on this position or on this play. There's He has a deep intermediate route. It's a good, it's an easy, simple call. He just doesn't take the, the give me throw. Do you think there'll be some, some more of that same type play calling? Or do you think uh, when you turn on the film, you'll say, well, this offense looks a little bit different from the ball control offense that Baker Mayfield was running?
0: No, good question. I, I don't think it'll be all too different, personally. I think it'll be a really similar offensive structure. Uh, I think the thing is, like, you know, what Baker struggled last year is because he did throw the ball, generally speaking, he threw it in the right places, but he didn't throw it with accuracy, and he didn't deliver it. So what you're hoping is Kevin can continue to scheme things open, and and he can deliver the football at a at a higher clip on those schemed up open throws because they were there. I mean, think of the Detroit interception, the airmail. Think of mm-hmm. a couple in the Cardinals game that he missed, the Vikings game. You just got to hit those throws. And I think Brissette can do a good amount of those things. And what you're banking on is that he can get the offense to give him, you know, those throws, and he can take advantage of them at a higher clip. So, um, yeah, I think that – I don't think it will look very much different. It will look different with Watson, but uh, – I don't think it looks very much different with Brissette because I think they think they can take advantage of some of the things that Baker
2: couldn't take advantage of last year. Uh, When you look at it, and I kind of want to throw, kind of just touch down and drill down on the receiver group a little bit. Um, The thought process from a lot of people is, all right, if you're going to be dealing with a backup quarterback who already has some limitations as far as the way he throws the football or arm talent, um, wouldn't it be pertinent that you go get a, you know, a receiver group, the better your receivers are, chances are that the, the, it's going to, you know, support your quarterback a little bit, a bit better. But it seems that the, if the Browns are content going into camp with, or going to the season with Donald Peoples Jones as the number two receiver, Anthony Schwartz still coming on as prog- progress. Uh, David Bell is a guy that they like. And then obviously Amari Cooper is the number one dog in, in, the, uh, in, in that room. So it, it, is the philosophy true does what more receivers make a a journeyman quarterback look better or is it kind of baked in it is what it is and it'll just be
0: average yeah I think I mean obviously the better receiver talent in any situation you know this is going to make your quarterback better there's no doubt about that I mean they I think that they were largely banking on uh Watson being able to elevate these guys right and I think they thought the six game suspension was going to be what the number ultimately was now that number moved and things changed and now that the dust has settled on that, we'll see if they end up making some kind of tweaks uh, to what they uh, to what they have here. Maybe bringing in a guy to raise the basement of the room, somebody off the free agent list, or something of the of the of the type. But like, yeah, I mean, g- generally you want that, and I think they're going to look to improve that position over time here. But for the most part, right now the wide receiver room is not going to help them a ton. It's just not. It's just not built to have guys in that room aren't breakout guys. They're just kind of role fitting pieces. And they're not, again, kind of talking about, you know, you know Gary, the baseline, there are players in the NFL who can just do the job, and then there are those guys who are, who are for lack of a better word, dogs, right? They can yeah. make plays happen. They can be guys. They can make those things come together. So um, they don't have a ton of those, so they have role guys, and they're expecting their quarterback to elevate them now. Jacoby's got to play 11 games with them, so it's just going to put – it puts a lot of pressure on Kevin. It puts a lot of pressure for the right play at the right time against the right coverage, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, as a, as a play caller – you really want your situation to be, uh, the margin for error to be tighter, right? Because if you call the wrong play at the wrong time, they call the right coverage, they call the right blitz, whatever. You know, if you don't have guys who can create plays when things are taken away from them, I call it like in the NBA, when the shot clock's running down, you got a guy who can make a shot happen, right? A KD, a Bron, or Kyrie. And that's what Watson is, as a quarterback. and, And they're kind of banking on that. And it'll happen, you know, it'll come to fruition by week 12. But like. They're they're kind of trying to play both sides of the fence with that a little bit. They they're dancing a dangerous line of receiver, but I think people should be aware that it's not a great receiver group and and it's not gonna be a group that helps out that helps out uh, you know, Brissett a ton. They just need to win ugly games for a while. Win ugly games for a while, in my opinion. They're gonna to have to win those dog fights. gonna to have to run the football like crazy, use all four of these running backs that are pretty talented and win, like I said. You got to get to five wins. Five and six is like the baseline minimum to still have a chance to maybe fight for a wild card. And you got to do that through, at least in my opinion, running the rock really well, taking advantage of timely play action throws, and defense that is that is really tough because you just don't have a ton of playmakers between your pass catchers to go up and make some make make those ridiculous efforts. You know, talking to Jake
2: Burns on the North Arkansas Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, he is uh, obviously with Orange and um, Brown Report. I mean, make sure you check out his All Twenty Twos. Um, some of the best film breakdowns in the game. If you're really interested into X and, as, X's and O's, your football junkie, uh, make sure you check him out because, frankly, he's he's one of the guys, best guys doing it, uh, moving right now. Um, you know, let's pivot to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy is – Jimmy G is, is the guy he's been – you know, he's also a guy that, you know, I, it's kind of funny. You have Baker Mayfield, and he's a mid-tier guy. Then you get Jacoby Brissett, and he's a lower to mid tier guy. And you know Jimmy Garoppolo is is a mid tier guy too. And I, and I think if you pulled uh, you pulled a, a bunch of GMs and scouts into one room and you asked them about all of these guys, they would fall somewhere in the middle. But I don't think there would be a consensus on any of them about how good they could be or what they could do. Um, Jimmy G, as far as his skill set, um, what is what is his body of work? What is he good at? Um, he just seems to be a winner, a guy that just gets his team to the playoffs or gets the team to deep in the playoffs. What is Jimmy G's skill set, and what is it exactly that he is as far as a quarterback profile?
0: I mean, I think he is a guy who uh, is is built for the system that Shanahan runs, like the system that, that that is very popular, and Kevin runs a two. He is uh, a timing, rhythm passer who can, who can come off, read zone layers, and be able to fit the football. And he does a nice job creating throws over the middle. He does a great job standing in and taking hits as he's delivering. I think he can get to the backside dig, which I think what I mean by that is works through progressions effectively. I think he does a really good job with that. So, um, But, again, he's if you're looking, and this is kind of the, the, the big question, Garrett, that I think everybody's discussing – is there a massive upgrade that makes Jimmy better than Jacoby? And then you weigh that. Yeah, I think Jimmy is a – Garoppolo is a better quarterback than Jacoby at the core. But the price point, you know, what are the 49ers going to cover? Uh, are they going to cover much of it? If, they, if they're if they going to cover any of it does, it, does it get to free agency? If it gets to free agency, that's where I think it can be a legitimate discussion because – He's, you know, he's very adept, very keen at, at the, at the play-action footwork. He's very good at wide zone, booting back. He's very good at the counter-action footwork. And he can deliver the football. He's got the ability, in my opinion, to work sideline to sideline. The problem with him, as opposed to, to 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 Jacoby, and this is a little bit of a pick-your-flavor thing, is, yeah, he makes more big-time throws, but he does turn the football over, too. And uh, with that turnover-worthy throw stuff that he has propensity to have, you start to run into a bit of a, you know, a bit of a situation where it's like, what type of football are we trying to play? It's not like Jimmy's going to be able to elevate everybody. Yeah, he'll make more throws. He's got a a wider variety of arm angles, and he can do some of those things for sure. But does that get counteracted by maybe an uptick by a throw and a half or two throws that are turnover-worthy that turn into interceptions that ends up losing you some football games? You know what I'm saying? So you just kind of are balancing that, and that's what I'm sure they're sitting in that office talking about is is the upgrade – to jimmy worth a the cost and b is it is it worthwhile to do this late you know because it doesn't seem like the 49ers are just going to release him yet so you know i don't think the browns have a bunch of trade capital they want to get rid of after the the watson trade so even if you pulled off a baker mayfield deal where you only took on six or seven million of his 25 you got to give up a late pick and i don't think they want to do that either so you can see where it's uh it's a, a sticky situation and why i still believe that it's it's pretty unlikely that we see Jimmy Garoppolo in Cleveland this year, even though it could make sense for both sides. I just if it was a a really sizable upgrade, a massive upgrade over Brissett, I'm in. I could see the angle, but I just don't see it, man.
2: What is and, and so if there's no Jimmy G here, what is your I guess the the, the ultimate question is what is your ceiling, would you go be brissett? You look at those first four games. Those first four, four or six games, there's a lot of winnable games in there. But then it, then the tide yep. kind of starts switching. And then you, you have Chargers and the Patriots coming in. Then you get Baltimore. Then you're going to get Cincinnati. You get the Texans in there. Uh, you, you know what? Where are you seeing Tampa Bay? I think is in that that list of people as well. Um, what is the ceiling for him? Uh, and what is the best case scenario for the Browns uh, in having their win loss record be when Deshaun does come back?
0: I think best case scenario is that they could get to seven and four. That seems unlikely, but you catch it. You know, you know this as well as I do. You get, you get the right team at the right time with the wrong injury it can it can make a difference you know your example is the Jets game without Zach Wilson is totally different early in the season right so um I think it's a lot of that I think that they could they could get to seven wins at the highest end of things uh, to me that again just just seems like the ceiling but uh, the baseline they have to get to is is five I think if you can go five and six into that bye week before Watson comes back week 12 I think you're in a a pretty good position, in my opinion, to be competitive. Six and five is the dream, but five wins is a baseline—is where you have to be.
2: And 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 really quickly, I I think this before we wrap it up. This is I guess an in-depth question. You know what does the offense look like? So you you got um, right now. Here's the timetable. So the suspension probably starts August 30th, right? Um, he's back in the facility October 10th, right? He can resume practicing November fourteenth, and his first playing game should be around December, uh, December fourth. Now, with that, yep. with that timeline, you know what? What is Kevin Stefanski doing in that? In that, in, what's the plan? Because is he going to be tweaking the offense for Deshaun? that whole way throughout the you know the season and teaching them two different systems? And do you think the system that Deshaun will be running will be completely different from what Jacoby Brissett runs?
0: I, I think that it will be different. I think that let, – let me put it this way. If it was a full season of Deshaun, uh, I think you would see a lot of differences. I think you'd see a lot more RPO stuff. I think you'd see a lot more quarterback move stuff. I think you'd see a lot more whole field passing concepts because he can – He can really work through those pretty well. Uh, but, but in my opinion, at least this is what I think. They're going to run a baseline of their offense, uh, that they have always run, uh, pretty much because that's what he fits, uh, what, you know, with what, with what Kevin has traditionally done. And then when they get him back in the room, they'll probably, in my opinion, try to put in some of those wrinkles they've worked on in camp, some of those RPO stuff, the stuff that is, uh, three three wide receiver based RPO move stuff where you're 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 pulling the football getting out on the perimeter and you got a post wheel combination or a a hitch curl um no, sorry sorry like a shoot concept combination with a hitch corner or something like that curl flat they'll they'll do some of those fun wrinkles for him but being that he's coming back week 11 like this sorry week 12 I don't think they're going to rewrite the entire script they're just going to probably look to continue some of those things that they have uh implemented here during camp for sure
2: jake so uh so uh good to talk to
0: you before we we let you go uh thoughts on the final record final record i think getting to uh to nine and eight is a good season with all this turmoil with everything that has happened ten and seven is a great outcome nine and eight is a good outcome eight and nine is kind of mediocre and anything below eight and nine I think they'll view it as a pretty as, – as a disappointment, but without going crazy in terms of decisions, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I, listen, everybody I talk to, uh, it, they keep coming back to that same thing, 9 and 8. That's what I came to, just with all my other co-hosts and everybody. 9 and 8 uh, is is what I'm seeing. Um, and, and if you like I said, if you get to 10 and 7, that may get you to the playoffs. It might. It's going to yeah. be tough, but nine, it, it nine might get you. 9 and
0: 8 could too. Yeah, 9 and 8 could too. I mean, I think – I think there were a couple teams in there at nine, and it just every season's different. Every season's weird, and I think if they can kind of limp their way into to Deshaun's stretch of the season and get to, like I said, if they get to five, it's like, okay, it's tough to see them get in ten, but if they get to six and five or seven and four, man, it's rock and roll time.
2: Man, yeah, I, I totally agree, man. Uh, Jeff, thanks for taking the time to spend with me talking about the uh, Cleveland Browns. We'll talk to you soon.
0: I appreciate you. Thanks for
2: having me on. All right, man. That's J- uh, Jake Burns uh, on the North Orms State Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, ham, ham.
1: Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley's Sleep Mattresses starting at two fifty. dollars Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum